0: Hey, here we are with a, a brand new series. Like For the rest of the month, we're going to be talking about like stories about Jesus and stories about the way Jesus like, like ministered to people. Jesus' heart for people. And we're just going to look at a lot of different stories about Jesus. Look, if you don't like Jesus, you're going to hate this month. I'm telling you right now because that's all we're going to cover here. And, and, and I'm just telling you, we're gonna talk about go into your world and we're gonna give you practical ways of what it looks like when you leave here today that your Monday through Saturday, that's what Nate, our worship leader, was praying just earlier. He prayed that our Monday through Saturday would be different. And see, we're here not just to help you have a good Sunday, but to but to affect your Monday through Saturday. And that, that's gonna happen when you leave here today. Um, way back in the mid-1800s, uh, Seven sisters of mercy, seven nuns from Ireland came to Pittsburgh. And they came to Pittsburgh for one expressed reason. The sisters of mercy came to meet practical needs. They literally just showed up in Pittsburgh and started ministering to the hurting, the broken, those who didn't have health care. They ministered to those of all different nationalities and races. It didn't matter if you had money or no money. They just started ministering to people. They came here with an expressed reason to minister and help people. That's why they came. What happened years later is what then became Mercy Hospital in in Pittsburgh. See, they came to meet a need and a hospital came out of that. A place where people with needs could go, get the help, and healing that they need and be sent out from the hospital healthier than when they came in. So a hospital came out of that meeting that need. Jesus, when he came to earth, he came to meet a need that we couldn't meet on our own. That was have a connection with God the Father. He came expressly because we were broken and hurting and completely helpless on our own. And when Jesus didn't come, there was no hope. And he came to start a church, I believe, to express his heart. As a matter of fact, if Jesus were here today, and we said, Jesus, share whatever you want to, I believe personally that one of the number one things he would share would be about people far from God. I mean, that's the reason he came in in Luke 19. He came to seek and save the lost. For God so loved the world that he gave Jesus... This is why he came. I believe this is the heart. Do you realize there is more joy in heaven when one person repents and becomes a follower of Jesus than over 99 people who are already doing it? Now, do you? That's, that's pretty exciting. So if we wanna, we wanna participate with the, the heaven celebration, I believe that when we participate in the heaven celebration, it's because we're doing that when people come to meet Jesus on a personal level. The church that Jesus created, I believe is a place where then we don't just come and go, we become members of of, of his representation of heaven here on earth. I believe he heals us and then we go out from here to bring in as many people as possible that need the help of Jesus Christ. How many of y'all believe that out there? See, I believe that with all my heart here. See, our spirituality, is not meant to impress. But it is meant to influence and care for a broken and hurting world. I'll be honest, I'm not here to impress you today. How many of y'all say that's good because you're not doing a good job right now? That's silly. No, I'm sure I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to impart to you that Jesus Christ loves you and he cares about you and what you're going through. But I'm telling you that he has a plan and a purpose for our world. That I, want, I want to impart, to influence people for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. Here it is. Here it is. The big idea. Followers of Jesus. How many followers of Jesus do we have? Followers of Jesus will go into their world. Not, not might, not could be, not will get around to it. They will go into their world and make a difference. How many of y'all desire to make a difference in this world? I do, come on, when we see what he sees, feel what he feels, and we go where he sends us. See, when we do these things, I believe we will make a difference in our world. And this is what I wanna communicate with you today. And we're gonna go to Matthew chapter nine. And we're gonna just spend some time in a couple verses. We're gonna end in Matthew 10 verse one here. And and, and we're gonna have a good time. So Matthew Chapter 9, 35. Matthew 9, 35. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area in teaching in the synagogue and announcing the good news. Do you realize we have good news? Now, I was expecting a little better response than that. Come on. Do you realize we have good news? I'm telling you, I believe we have the best news on the planet. I really believe that with all my heart. I believe we have better news than any good restaurant you could possibly attend. I have better news than any stiller victory. I got better news than a job, a a, a raise at your job. We have good news. I'm serious. Sometimes we say, well, nobody wants this news. Nobody wants Jesus. No, 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 we have good news. Who doesn't like good news? Who doesn't like good news? You say to somebody, I have good news. What is that? Oh, don't tell me that. I don't want any good news. Don't do that. I, oh, everybody wants good news. He was announcing this good news about the kingdom, and he healed. He healed every kind of disease and illness, and that wasn't just physically. It was emotionally. It was anxiety. It was depression. It was all these things, and so let me give you a list of what was happening in Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, we see all these things. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. He calls Matthew to be a follower. A little girl's raised from the dead. An older ladies healed from suffering after 12 years. Two blind men can see. One man that's mute is now able to speak. I call that a good day. How many of y'all believe Jesus is still doing good things? Come on, I do. Come on, that's good stuff. A, but in the midst of all the good things, there's some not so good things happening. Check this out. Jesus is getting accused of blasphemy. He's getting accused of having low morals and hanging out with scum. Those are people. Ungodliness, and that he's working with the devil. In the midst of all the good, there's always some people that are gonna be naysayers about Jesus. If you're looking for a reason not to share the love of Jesus with people, you'll find it. Because there's always people with accusations against Jesus and his church. But Jesus didn't ever pray, oh, God, make him stop. Make him stop saying these bad things so I can have it easier here. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't say, woe is me. Look what they're saying about me. He didn't get fixated on the negative. He had a mission about him. He said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into my world, wherever he went, and he's going to share the good news, and people's lives are going to be changed. That's, what, that's really what, he, what, what happened here. That's really what's going on here. He doesn't give up. But look what the next verse communicates in verse 36. When he saw the multitudes, Jesus saw he had compassion on them because they were confused, helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. If we're going to go into our world and make a difference, see, sometimes our world, like, change the world. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I feel overwhelmed when I think about the whole world. But when I think about the people around me I can make an effect in, I could do that. So how is the world going to be changed? <laughs> Who that? We got to be willing to see the way he sees. That means perceive, discern, to look upon, to be aware of what's around them. Compassion, the most intense emotion word for pity in the Greek. I mean, it is an intense moving inside. Powerful emotions. It moves people into the deepest parts of their life. So if we're going to make a difference, we got to see the way Jesus sees. Feel the way he feels. This starts with God. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Break my heart for what breaks yours. See the way he sees. Feel the way he feels. This is this is so important, God. Church, this is what we we got to get back to. It's a compassion for people. That's what this is about here. He looked beyond. He saw them as broken, as hurting, as weighed down. See, sometimes we think compassion is approval. It's not approval. It's accepting that they have a need. I'll be honest. Sometimes I look at people and, 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 and I look at them, and, I, and I, this is my problem, I'm confessing to you. I look at people and say, they probably deserve that. I do. There's a reason they're like that. They probably made bad decisions. If they would just pick themselves up by their bootstraps and move on, their life would be better. Is anybody else like me here? I'm serious. Come on, if they would just they just make, make smarter decisions. What's your problem? You deserve that. I'm serious. This is my problem. I'm asking God to break my heart. Because this is how I, this is what happens. I don't move with compassion. I was in a, um, I was in Aldi a while back with Pastor Nick, and we were in the Aldi line, and um, and we were getting some things. We had somewhere we had to be, and there was a lady in front of us, a lady a little older, and she had what maybe appeared to be her daughter, or somebody with her that maybe had some, some needs, and and um and she, and she had all things that were like real items that were there was no like extras. I mean, they were real things that you need in your home, like you know just basics like bread and eggs and milk, nothing extra and She didn't have enough money to pay for it, and she, and she's like, I just don't. And she looked so frail, so frail. And I said, I, I said Excuse me. I, I said, how, how much is that? And the lady told me how much it was. And I said, I, I'm, I, I'll pay for it. Pull my eyes and say, Here, it, it's no problem. And I paid for it. I said, God bless you. Jesus loves you. Paid it, and and I went through, and then you know that you know how an do you go over and you put your stuff in a bag. And she was off to the corner putting stuff in, in her bag. And so I got my stuff, and I and I just, I walked out. And I looked behind me, and Pastor Nick's not following me. And he did what Pastor Nick does. He's standing there. You know how he does, like, with his hand on her shoulder? He's caring for her. He's praying for her. He's loving her in and, 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 and this situation. He's compassionate. I'm like, I don't have time for this. This is what I told him. I said, I don't have time for this. we got somewhere to go. I'm like the Good Samaritan. Like, I'm going to go to my meeting, you know? And I stood there. I remember standing right in Aldi's. I had my bags. I'm looking. at, And I said, I need to be more like that. See, I was all about meeting the need. I can do that. Here's a need. I can do that. No problem. And then, you know, to be honest, I reminded God that I met the need. Because I thought maybe God's, his head was turned. He didn't see. I thought maybe he didn't see. How many of you ever do that with God? You remind him, say, God, I really did that, you know? Did you, did you see how much I gave today, God? I, I feel really good about that, you know? Right? We do that. We do good deeds. and so We want God to reward us right there. But, but Pastor Nick cared, and he had compassion. That's compassion. See, we're not about social justice. We're about spiritual justice. I believe in meeting practical needs when people need, in as a church, when people have a real need and they need food, that there's, that I'm, I'm gonna be there. Oh, when you need food, we're gonna get you food. I'm gonna take you to Aldi. I'm gonna tell you what we're, what we're gonna get. No, I'm serious. Uh, that's no problem to me. But that, that just meets a practical need, but we, we're into spiritual justice, which means we want the justice that the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us to be extended to others that's the justice we're after is that that's compassion that's jesus's heart and and jesus he not the only places but he was listed of crying he cried he wept in two significant places one when he went into jerusalem and he saw people that were hardened hearts and far from God, it says he wept. When he encountered the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. It was because Lazarus was dead and he was encountered with grief. May I suggest to you that he was not weeping out of hopelessness or despair. That he was weeping because of the fallen condition of mankind and what sin was doing in our world. May I suggest to you, when's the last time we wept over our city of the fallen condition of mankind? Do you know what Pastor Nick does regularly? He he gets in his car and he drives all around. He says he usually spends an hour a week. He drives all, all around White Oak and in And McKee's Sport goes into the roughest places and the nicest places and everywhere in between. Just pray. Because he wants to make sure he still has a heart for God. See, I'm trying to share with you the heart of the shepherds here. We have a heart for people. And we don't just want you just to come and go. See, this is why we're doing next steps. Not so you can come and go and get a little bit of help. No, so you can become a part of the, the, the healthcare team here. But we got to see the way Jesus sees and say, "God, break my heart." Are you with me? Sheep without a shepherd. I'll be honest. I, I was never. I've never been a, sh- a shepherd of real sheep. I've been. A, I'm a shepherd of people sheep. That's what I'm a shepherd of. But it's interesting. He says, do, "Do you see the the sheep without a shepherd?" Now let me tell you something about real sheep. If they fall over on their back. They have no ability to make themselves right. That means if a sheep falls over and, and falls on its back, they will flail until they for hours or maybe a day or two until they die or are devoured by other animals. In my heart and in our hearts, what we need to see is, People in in our world, as sheep without a shepherd, they're flailing. Anxiety, depression, fear, all these things, hopelessness. And they're flailing, and they're waiting for you and me to help them get right side up. All we're here to do is help people get right side up. Just helping somebody. I I just want to help you get right side up. Because there's people trying to right side up themselves, even good people that don't have needs. But we got what helps them get right side up. We got to see the way Jesus sees. God, help me see. And then feel the way he feels And, and, and be willing to have compassion. And this is about demonstrating God's love. Every one of us in here are empowered to demonstrate God's love. But this is the problem when we lose our why we lose our way. Jesus' love is the why, and we are the way. When you lose your why, this is all about God's love. This is about compassion. This isn't about confrontation. This is about just people in everyday lives that we get to share Jesus with. This is about God creates some divine moments in my life. And let me see them when you present them. There's just people around us all the time, all the way. This is what we see. God, help me see them. This is not I want to condemn people. This is I want people to know Jesus. Is God working on your heart today? Is God working on your heart right now? So what did he do? Verse 37, he said to his disciples, the harvest is, the harvest is, but the workers are. So it's not a harvest problem, it's a worker problem. So pray to the Lord of the harvest, pray, to, pray him who is in charge, ask him to send more workers. And what this means is to throw, it's to catapult, it's to push forward. What if every Sunday at the end of our time, our worship time, right now, right towards the door, we went downstairs and we say, oh, did you have a good experience today? Did you worship Jesus? And you would all say, okay, good, that was really good. And then they would say, okay, just stand right here and we would put you in a big old catapult and we would pull you back. They would say, God bless you, and we would let go. And you would soar back to your home. Wouldn't that be cool? Come on, wouldn't that be good? It would, like, because when you leave here, you're being catapulted, you're being thrown back, you're being being sent back into your world and into our world. This is what it means to go into our world. I'm gonna go where Jesus sends me. Isn't that cool? See, but we gotta give up seeing people as liberal or conservative, black, white. Have, have not. We got to give up seeing people as either Steeler fans or all the others. I'm mean, come on, somebody. I mean, <laughs> we got to be We got to give up all that. We got to give up seeing white collar, blue collar, no collar. We got to give up seeing, seeing them as unsaved and no oh well in the holy ones. We got to give up all that and say, God, move on my heart. Let me see people the way you see them. Let me feel what you see. And God, send me where you want to send me. Didn't we sing a song this morning? I surrender. Was that just a good little song to sing in church, or was that a good reminder of what's going to happen this week? Come on, that's what this is about here. We exist so as many people as possible. It's just let me like let me just. This is how it happened. When you meet, so I wish you had my joy. I wish you had my peace. I wish you had what I have. Isn't that totally different than let me confront you? Let me tell you what's wrong with your life. Now listen, listen how easy that is. Let me just tell you how, let me just tell you how great Jesus is. I was at a conference this week and we're, we're in a breakfast line. And I'm with um uh, Pastor Troy. Some of you may have heard him preach. He preached at our church before. And Brother Troy, he's, he's bold. And so a man's just getting, he's getting his eggs, and he's getting something in line. It was at a hotel, and it wasn't just all people from the conference or somebody else. He says, are you a brother? And I go, do you know Jesus? He says, no. So Troy said, are you an atheist? This is what he said. He goes, no, I'm just not into, I'm not into all that stuff. I'm not into that. He goes, I'm just telling you right now, I wouldn't be cut dead without Jesus. I'm watching there. I'm sitting there. I, I got my waffle and I'm just watching this. This is great. <laughs> I'm letting the butter melt. It's okay, you know. And so I'm just like, well, I'm just watching him. I'm just watching him. And then he just, right, right, just, I wouldn't be caught dead without you. You need to know Jesus because it's the best decision you could ever make. And Brother Troy, he just shared Jesus and said, Well, oh, God bless you and kept going. And then th- that man was sitting real close to our table and then he heard us talking about Jesus and he like, I'm gonna get out of here. See, I wasn't. We weren't ruled by that. I wasn't trying to offend him. I just share the love of Jesus. What Jesus Christ has done for me, he he can do for you. Do you know why I'm I'm passionate about this? Because several decades ago, at the Monroeville Mall, a man who worked at one of the stores dared to look at three teenage boys and said, hey, just sit down for a couple minutes. It was the, and I was around Christianity, but he just shared with me the love of Jesus. Never told me all the rules. Never told me all the regulations. He just shared Jesus. I said, is this something you'd like? Now, at the time, I said no, but I'm telling you, my heart was beating fast and I knew he was right. Two months later, I crossed the bridge to life. You see, I'm just thankful that he just, he wasn't getting paid. He wasn't on an outreach. He was doing his job. And he just sat down, three young boys, shared Jesus. It got a God arrested my heart that day. If we really believe in a real heaven, in a real hell, it's a game changer. And I want to let you know, I believe in a literal heaven and a literal hell. If we really do, it's a game changer it really really is god wants to create god moments in our lives i want to read to you one couple verses and then i'm going to go back to matthew john chapter 3 john chapter 3 red letters here it is this is how much god loved the he gave his son his own his one and only son and this is why he had a why come on why so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Doesn't that sound like good news? That's good news. That's the Jesus I signed up for. That's the Jesus I want. The whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all this trouble of sending his son merely to point a finger, wagging and saying, you better get your life together. This is what's wrong with you. Telling the world how bad it is. The world's a bad place. The world's an evil place. No, he wants us to say, you can have an everlasting life. Listen, he came to help put the world right again. Yeah. Are you tracking me this morning? This is so exciting what he wants us to do. He wants us to go into our world, not out of obligation, but out of anticipation. So in Matthew chapter 10, Matthew 10, we're gonna go back here, we're gonna finish here. Okay, and Jesus, remember, he just gets done saying, the the harvest is great, the workers are few. Here it is, and the prayer was no sooner prayed than it was answered. Jesus called his followers together, he sent them into the right fields and he gave them power to kick out the evil spirits. I thought you'd get a little more excited about that. I thought, no, no, he gives power. Let me tell you why he gives us the Holy Spirit. It's not to have goosebumps when we sing songs. Goosebumps aren't the goal. Catapulting you out of here is the goal. And then we come back and we're a part of him. we're members of what he's doing, proud members, okay? And, and, and to tenderly care for the bruised and hurt lives. This is the list of the 12 he sent. And so I want to know who wants their name to be among the list that Jesus sends. Do you want to be a part of the list Jesus sends? I do. I don't want to get to heaven and say, yeah, I went to church and sucked oxygen out of the room. That's what I did, I sat in my chair. No, I wanna be the ones he sends. So, I'm gonna help you be one of the ones he sends. You're gonna wanna get your phone out or notes. You're gonna wanna do this. We're just four questions. Four questions right here. And I want you to write these answers. In all of our small groups this week, they're gonna be covering this. All of our small groups are gonna do this. All of mine too. I have a parenting group. We're doing this, about five, 10 minutes. We're gonna answer these questions. So I want you to literally write down. We had 176 people from White Oak Campus in groups this last week. See, that's a sign. We don't just exist for Sunday. We exist for Monday through Saturday to help you. Be one of the ones that are counted. So what we're gonna do is you're gonna write down where do you live? Like I, I wrote down, 212 Side, Monroeville. I wrote that down, okay? Then, then here, write down where do you work? That man, he may have worked at a, at a, at a suit store, but that was, that, that was a mission field to him. Write down where you go to school. I mean, literally, you're gonna write down. You're gonna to come to group, you're gonna write this down. You gotta write this down, like in real words. You're gonna put it in your phone or write it in the old school. You're gonna do this. And then you're gonna write out what city you're a part of or what community. You're gonna literally say, okay, I'm a part of, I'm in Monroeville. I'm down in the Edgemead plant. Everybody knows where that's at if you're from Monroeville. And then you're gonna write down your circle. Where's, what's, what circle of people, or what committees are you on? Maybe the PTA, or you're a committee at work, or a or, or, or soccer association, or golf association, I don't know, whatever it is you're a part of. You know, and then like my circle is, t- I, have, I have people that sit around me at, 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 at football games. You sit around me, uh, you're part of my circle. This isn't by accident, God put us here. Okay, slowly but surely, we're going to to get into a conversation about Jesus. My circle is people I play tennis with, people I play tennis with, that's my circle. So you're going to write down your circle, this is where God's sending me. Are you tracking me? No, we're going to do this. And then last, who are the people and what are their names that that you know that are around you that don't know Jesus yet? and you're going to you're going to write their names and then we're going to pray for them that group you're going to pray for these people in my group this week we meet in that room we're going to stop and we're going to pray for those people and every day I'm going to start praying god you give me an opportunity to do two things invite somebody that's why these invites are all over here there's invites this could change your life join me at Bridge City Church, they're all around you. I want, listen, there shouldn't be one invite left here. We should take these, put them with everywhere you go. I would just like to invite you to come to church. Listen, if sharing your faith's too much, this is what I want you to do. I want you, you do everything you can to bring people here and we, we up here, we'll do everything we can not to embarrass you. Is that good? We're gonna do everything we can not to embarrass you and present Jesus Christ to you. Now, if you wanna help Pastor Nick, this is the last thing I'm, I'm asking you to do. Do this. You wanna help him? You wanna help him get better? You wanna help the Jesus' cause go strong? Do this. Then every day, every week, we're gonna be talking about people that are far from God, looking at stories of Jesus. How many of y'all, woo, thinks that's good? How many of y'all think that was a close call? Come on, somebody. Could you stand to your feet with me right now? How many of you plan on doing this? How many of you are going to do this? Okay. Okay, I'm I'm going to ask you to commit in just a minute. Before I do that, I want to just share this. I believe there are people in this room right now that you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when Jesus Christ became the leader of your life. You believe in God, but you don't believe that he can lead your life. And I want to offer you this hope of Jesus Christ, true joy, true lasting life. That's what I want to offer you. By Jesus Christ, forgive me of my past, lead me to my future. That's what we mean by cross the bridge. Now, I'm going to pray in just a minute. I believe there's people in this room right now that don't know him personally. And this is an invitation for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, a relationship with God that will rock your road and truly will, just like the invitation said, change your life. Heavenly Father, I pray over every person here today that's far from you, Lord God. Let this be a day, Father, Lord God, where they meet you in a real way. Meet you and express them to you, their heart to you in a real way, Father. Let them go from believers to followers receiving your forgiveness and living out, Lord God, this love for you in Jesus' name, God. And if you are here today and that's you, I just want you to do something really simple but so joyful. I just want you to lift your hand and say, Pastor, that is me today. I want to begin a relationship with God the Father through Jesus. Just lift up your hand say, Pastor, that's me. I, this is what I want to do. This is what I have to do. Come on, that's me today. Anybody at all here today? Anybody? And Thank you. Thank you. Keep up your hand. Just keep up your hand. Raise it up. Somebody's going to come up to you, and all they're going to say is they're going to pray for you, because we're not going to bring you up here, Do it. but they're just going to come up beside you. So raise your hand. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else here? Come on. Anybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There we go. There we go. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. Come on, church. Let's let there be a heaven celebration in the house right now. Come on. There should be a heaven celebration. Thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Okay, now this is for the rest of you. If you want to be listed as those, you want to be listed as one of the ones who are going to be sent, I'm going to ask you right now, if you're, if you're willing to answer those four questions, pray for people this week. I'm going to ask you to come up, and we'll pray over you so that you're going to be sent into your world. So anybody that wants to be listed as those who are sent, this is the only commitment you're making. You're gonna answer those four questions. You're gonna pray for people. You're gonna invite them to church. That's what you're doing. So if you wanna be listed, just come on up here. I'm gonna pray for you. That's it, just, just, just fill in. Just move your way all the way We're gonna be a lot of people. Just move your way up. Come on, move your way up. Come way up. So that's all you're committing to. They're just saying, I'm gonna be sent. I wanna be sent. I want commission. I'm gonna commission you this morning. I'm gonna pray for you and catapult you out in Jesus' name. Come on, just move up, move up, move in. Come on, crowd in. And then we're going to worship Jesus together. Because in Matthew 28, right before Jesus sent his disciples into the world, it says that they worshiped. Some doubted. Even Jesus, some doubted Jesus. Do you realize that? Matthew 28, some worshiped, some doubted. I'm good with that. I understand. Like, oh God, are you sure you can use me? Wow. Right? So I'm going to pray, and then we are going to worship Jesus together. We're just going to, then at the end of this song, there's a really cool song. God sent a revival to to to, to McKeesport, to North Huntington, to, to North Versailles, to East, East McKees wherever it is you're from, all these surrounding communities. Are you there? So if you're up front here, I just want you to raise your hands up to God in heaven. That's a sign of surrender. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I commission these people into their harvest field. I commission these people to go into their world into their world to make a difference for you. Lord God, everyone, every hand that's up right now, I pray, Father, that they're gonna see the way you see, feel the way you feel, and go where you send them. I pray for divine appointments, divine God moments in each and every one of their lives, so, Lord God. Let it be so, let it be so, let it be so, Father. And I catapult them now. I throw them forward, Lord God, into their mission field, Father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let's worship together as He sends us out right now. Come on, let's worship, let's worship. Come on, let's just stay in this moment.